millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to another episode of Keeping Up Appearances, the luxury podcast. This is the companion podcast for exploring the world of Hyacinth Bouquet in the hit BBC sitcom, Keeping Up Appearances. My name's Jonathan Vernon-Smith, and of course, with me as always, William Hanson. Hello, Jonathan and I are here because, as you know, we absolutely adore Hyacinth and the world of Keeping Up Appearances, and we want you to fall in love with it as much as we do, if you haven't already. In each episode of this luxury, very exclusive and executive podcast, William and I will take you through an episode of Keeping Up Appearances, delving deep into the world of the bouquets. Today is the fifth episode of the third series. Can you just take us through the Harold Snowed synopsis, William? Of course. Sensing that Richard is bored at home, Hyacinth reminds him that he was given a video camera as a retirement present by his colleagues and insists that he goes off and films something interesting. Although he is not particularly enthusiastic about doing so, he at least sees it as a chance to get out the house, so he goes along with her request. Hyacinth is expecting Councillor Mrs Nugent for afternoon tea and is horrified when Onslow and Daisy turn up outside in their old banger. She orders them to go, but they can't start the car and Hyacinth is assisting in attempting to push start their ghastly car when Councillor Nugent arrives. As Hyacinth feels that being seen involved in this sort of action, especially with such a decrepit old vehicle and the way the other three are dressed, is not worthy of her social standing, she tells Mrs Nugent that they are rehearsing for some filming, which her husband will be doing later. However, she hasn't bargained on Mrs Nugent showing interest and asking if she can also be involved. In the meantime, Richard has been arrested. It's a long synopsis today. It is, go on. In the meantime, Richard has been arrested and accused of being a peeping Tom. <laughs> it all makes perfect sense. What are your general impressions of this episode? This is a very enjoyable episode. Yes. For the physicality. Physically very, very funny. Mm. And I think Patricia Routledge and Josephine Chewson had a lot of fun together. With some of the physical comedy and the timing, you know, the slapstick stuff the two of them do in this episode. It's fantastic. And I don't think this is, again, it's not one of the episodes. If we said to Bucketheads, give us your top ten favourite episodes across the five series and the specials, I don't think this one would feature necessarily, but perhaps unfairly. Yes, I think that's, that's absolutely right. 
Mm. Um, and when I first started the episode, when I was re-watching it ahead of today's episode, yes. I actually went back to my notes at the end of watching it and wrote physical comedy because when I first started watching it, I hadn't remembered that it was such a funny one. Mm. But it is. It's hilarious. I love yep. it. It starts, of course, at Wayne Elm. Hyacinth is standing at the window with her binoculars, spying on the neighbour over the road. She's very concerned that they seem to be getting all the post and she's not. And it's a concern I have because I, as I think I might have said on this podcast before, that when I go and, and I'm always the one in our building who goes to empty the communal post box, but I always take a sort of a, a smile when I go through everyone's mail to sort it. You know, I don't open the letters, but should I go you, through hang it. Hang on, you take it upon yourself to go through everyone's post. No, because there's a communal post box, then I have to take it inside to put it in the rack to go, you know, flat one, flat two, flat three. Right. So you know who's received everything. Yeah, I turn it over and look at the sender's address, <laughs> that, that sort of thing. And um, we always get the most. Do you? And we also get the most amount of handwritten letters. Do you? Is mm. that from your other podcast? Are they all arriving No, they at don't come house? to my home address. Oh, no. you haven't given out your home address? Not Well, yet. if anybody wants to know it... <laughs> it's Wayne Elm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I never get post. Not no, really. But as we know famously on our Christmas special of Series 2, you don't send Christmas cards. No, I, I don't. I do. I'm a great believer and you have to give to receive. They get on my nerves. Mm. I tell you what does arrive through my front door far too frequently. A farm foods brochure. Farm foods? I don't know if we get that in London. Do you not? I know what it is. Farm foods. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it's a kind of frozen food outlet. And they send, do you remember back in the days, the Argos catalogue? I've never had it, but I'm aware of it. Oh, okay. Well, you get a, a pamphlet that comes through on a regular basis showing all their hot deals. Yes. So if you're ever in the, in the mood for some Finder's Crispy Pancakes or <laughs> some special McCain chips, <laughs> let me know and I'll tap up old farm foods. Jonathan's address, for those that want to know. <laughs> in this community I'm looked up to what are they going to think if I go three days without mail I like when this episode starts and we see Hyacinth in her sitting room with the binoculars I think that actually when I watched it again for this this episode that is an indication that oh we're not following just the same old formula here as much as I love her telephone conversations at the start of most episodes oh no we have actually done something different mm -hmm. So I think that's immediately a sign that there's something on the get-go. And I guess Hyacinth being obsessed, and, and people like me, being obsessed with the, how much post you've got and people seeing how much post you've got, is in effect it was a sort of the 1990s equivalent of what we now have with Instagram and TikTok and Twitter and people being obsessed with how many likes have I got. Do people see what's been posted? How popular has it been? So, it, you know, it's, it's a behaviour that we laugh at in the form of hyacinth, but actually people are doing it still now. Richard is reading his paper over breakfast, and I rather like the fact that it's very clear after they've retired, I don't know if it was the same when they were when Richard was working, but they often sit down to have their breakfast at the table, don't they? I rarely sit down to have my breakfast, <gasps> only on a Sunday morning. On a Sunday morning, I have... You, you set your whole cloth, don't I you? I set the table and I have a lovely cooked breakfast sitting oh, at the table. You don't put your grape nuts on the table. I don't put my grape nuts on the table. I have to be honest, midweek, I do not have a luxury breakfast. What do you have? I have a banana over the bin. Over the 
bin. I have a banana over the bin. Have you given up on life? I have two jobs to do when I first wake up in the morning. The first is to get a banana down me. Second, it's to pop it in the bin and then empty the bin bag. So I combine both jobs. Hang on. What else is in the bin? You're not presumably just taking one banana around in a bin bag. No, all of yesterday's detritus. What happens if the bin bag gets full the day before? It doesn't. (laughs) That's how regulated Jonathan's house is. It's Christmas Day. I mean, if it's Christmas Day, maybe. But I know how much rubbish goes in my bin bag. There's not enough to warrant two empties a day. (laughs) Or have I told you about my new bin bags? Are these the lavender scented ones? Oh, my word. You can only get them from Little in Spain. Let me get them. <laughs> Have a sniff of my bin bags. Hang on. Okay. Off you go, then. We are recording this episode of Keeping Up Appearances, the luxury podcast at my executive home in Hertfordshire. Which bears a slight resemblance to any Now, smell my bin bag. Oh, that is nice. You see? Does it mask any, you know, smell of other stuff in the bin? Like, when, how... Good is that smell? Well, it's good. When you've got your meat juices. Well, if you put something disgustingly smelly in a bin, it's always going to smell. But you must admit, that is lovely. You can't get them here. You cannot. You can get, I believe, there are supermarkets that do sell a fragrance. Listeners send you smelly bin Yes, but they're not as good. You have to get them from Lidl in Spain. And they haven't paid me to say that. No. Can you give those back, please? I notice you're kind of... Sniffing them. Yes, he's he's kind of fondling my bin bags in a way that if I turn away, he'll slip them up his jumper. It's a very good, nice, strong smell. And do you know who that would have helped? Who would that have helped? Jeffrey Dahmer. Can't make that joke. God. Can I say something else? <laughs> say something else and he'll cut, cut my laughing. Do you know who that would have helped? <laughs> John Wayne Stacy. <laughs> John Wayne Casey. Oh, Casey. Oh, get your serial killers right. Okay. Do you know who that would have helped? <laughs> a serial killer. <laughs> oh, you're gonna have to leave all that in, but that's all funny. But just just before we go back to breakfast, having been distracted by your bin bags. <laughs> <laughs> said nobody to, to anybody ever <laughs> do you not think it's a bit of an odd scene jump because we have the sitting room scene and then we don't have like a filler scene at Onslow's no. we go just straight into the kitchen Yeah, and obviously breakfast has happened we don't see it I did think that was odd um, well yes and no I mean, I, I, it didn't keep me up after not even that. a fade it's just a jump no that's true no. that's true I like it when Obviously, Hyacinth is pushing Richard out into the garden to, you know, off you go, you know, get on with it. And Richard's obviously, it's a quite a small garden from what, we, from what we see of it, and we never see the back garden. But we, Richard makes this sort of facetious comment, well, not unless you want me to polish it. And there is a look when it cuts to Hyacinth of, oh, can we do that? 
could we polish the garden? But then she realises that's a, even she realises that's ridiculous. Yes. But I like in that acting moment, you do see that look of, oh, oh no, no, we can't. Elizabeth, it's Hyacinth, dear. Hyacinth phones Elizabeth after Richard has gone outside to do his little bit of gardening and he's had that little brief moment with Emmett. Mm. Hyacinth phones Liz to remind her that Mrs Councillor Nugent is coming over and there is a moment where it becomes clear that she wants Elizabeth there to demonstrate, to show off her hand-painted periwinkles. And also to, we see, shoehorn into the conversation with Mrs Nugent that Hyacinth might be good for the committee. Very good for the committee. Even though Hyacinth is desperate to join this committee, although isn't actually sure what the committee does. No. And anyone who's ever been on a committee would surely wonder why Hyacinth would ever want to be on a committee. Why would anybody want to be on a committee? Have you ever been on a committee? Uh, Briefly. Have you been on a committee? Well, I was the chairman of a committee. Oh. It was awful. What was the committee? Well, it was the Residents Association for my last luxury apartment. What position did you take? Chairman. Oh. Never again. (gasps) It was like being in the House of Commons. Oh. It was... Were you pissed? It was... It was unbearable. It was absolutely unbearable. Never again. So I don't understand why Hyacinth wants to join a committee. It's the status, obviously. Probably. It's the status. Um, Can I just actually break away from uh, this discussion to update you? As you know, I have very recently filmed for a new documentary that they're doing on Keeping Appearances. And one of the things that they learned that they told me is they managed to speak, not on camera, but they managed to speak to the props mistress from... Keep up appearances, to use an old-fashioned term, props mistress, the props department, the props buyer. And Royal Dalton, hand-painted periwinkles, we know, we have talked about it on this podcast before, was not Royal Dalton, it was Coldclough, Braganza. As we suspected, when they started doing Keep up appearances, they just went down to the local market and found what was available, and that's how you ended up with Coldclough, Braganza. Very little thought. Very little thought. Oh. And they sort of had flowers on, they went, that'll do. Well, there we go. I noticed, incidentally, you mm. had a Royal Dalton with the hand-painted periwinkles incident the other day. I was asked to take the periwinkles out for Channel 5. You broke your periwinkles at Channel 5? No, it was on the way back from Channel 5. Oh, in the taxi? Well, stupidly, because I like to try and be green from time to time. You didn't go on a bike? I was art. Uh, no. I was asked, do I want a car from my residence to the studio? And I said, I'll take it on the way there, because then you arrive looking fresh and air-conditioned and nice. You're being filmed. Mm. I will get my own way back on public transport, on the tube. And it was on the tube, even wrapped in tea towels in my bag, that then when I got home and I unwrapped my periwinkles, the handle had snapped off. Heartbreaking. It was. We had a Royal Dalton-related injury. I'm are very you, sad about are you it. going to replace it? I will replace it, yes. I have counted all of mine in my cupboard, okay. by the way, just in case you get any sticky fingers this afternoon. <laughs> Fine. Uh, but yes, very sad about that. But they did beauty shots of the periwinkles for this documentary. Did they? I provided. Beforehand? I provided the prop. Yes, thank God. Oh. And I did, for the documentary, do my... <laughs> rattling the teacup. Right. Yes. Wow. So at least that's been filmed. The poor periwinkles. Uh, We cut to Onslow and Daisy 
Um, Onslow's very worried about Richard. Mm. That's all we really need to know from that particular yeah. scene, isn't it? It's all just setting this idea that Onslow's going to turn up later. But there is a nice sort of sisterly moment where Daisy sort of jumps to Hyacinth's defence. Oh, she's not that bad. Mm. I think that was quite nice. That's quite tender. We, again, it's a just sort of slightly new element yes. to, to what we see. Alone in that house with your Hyacinth. Well, he must be used to it by now. Not day and night. He used to have to go to work. Now the poor devil's got a day and night. Oh, come on, she's not that bad. It cuts back to Richard, who's still in the front garden, mm -hmm. with his shears. And I don't know if you've noticed, William, mm -hmm. but I think Richard is setting about his buxus bush. And, of course, the reason why that struck a chord with me mm. was because I, as you know, have had a terrible problem with my balls this yes, year. Yes, your boxers balls. You, I know, have had a terrible problem with your balls in the past. Was it last year? You last had year, but balls? then we had a little bit of a repetition this year. Did you? Yes. A reinfestation. Mm -hmm. uh, this, of course, was filmed back in the 90s before we had the dreaded box moth caterpillar yes. that is now destroying the kind of bush that Richard was trying to tidy up with his uh, shears. Yes, now, tell everyone, tell the Bucketheads, what happened to your balls. And actually, I, they did look quite full. Oh, yes. Oh, I've saved them. Good. I'm one of the... Most people in my luxury part of Hertfordshire have mm. lost their balls. I'm one of the few remaining ball owners... Good. ...who've managed to salvage them. And how did you manage to do that? Very expensive and exclusive spritz from Europe. Excellent. I had to get it sent over... And it works. It's not just your bin bags that come from Europe. It's even saved my formal bush. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> I'm not joking. Did you notice no, my formal bush when you yes. arrived? I did a little stagger backwards. Did you? Mm, yes. When you go out there, yeah. when you finish today here mm. at my luxury estate, go yeah. out and have a rummage through my formal bush. Not a, not a box tree moth. You won't find anything crawling through there. No. And these box tree moths, for those that don't know, for those, well, I say poor, unfortunate souls, you don't want them. You don't want them. They, They're evil. They eat. They're from and... China, apparently. <gasps> Hyacinth comes out to tell Richard, who's not looking for box moth caterpillar. But no. Standing there giving the bush a bit of a tidy up, which I have to be honest, very disappointing because that bush really... It's not that tidy. It should be formal. Yes. And it's not. It's straggly and manky. I don't actually think the outside of Hyacinth and Richard's garden actually got dressed properly. No. I don't think they did much, or whether the owners didn't let them do much to it, but that's not how I would have had the outside of their house if I was in charge. Would it have been more like the front of my house? Yes. Yeah. Probably even a bit more over the top. Oh, gosh. Yours is lovely. No, but you would have gone over the top because it's nice. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're much less under the top. Oh. Mm. So Hyacinth goes out to tell Richard that he needs a hobby. Yes. He needs a hobby, and she takes him inside to go and get his hobby. Mm. It's uh, not sailing, although Richard does toy with sailing. He could go sailing, but valid point from Hyacinth. Who do his laundry? But they have an automatic washing machine. Which I rather love. Exactly. I mean, whoever refers to it as an automatic washing machine. <laughs> I think that's slightly dated. Even but even in the nineties, I don't think people refer no, to it as an automatic. Didn't washing call machine. it an automatic washing machine. Um, this is where the real physical comedy starts. So she kind of makes him go and in, go into the living room, and then she goes looking for his hobby. And there's that moment where she does another lap around the living room because she's still looking <laughs> for his hobby and with the comedy looking. Yeah, where's where's his hobby? 
she presents him with his hobby, which, of course, is a video camera. A very, very dated video camera when looked through the lens of today. JVC. Yes. It's a JVC. I do the podcast with JVC. JVC video camera. She gives it to him and she tells him that he's got to be artistic. Be artistic. I'm artistic. Sheridan's artistic. Yeah, I'm not being that artistic. <laughs> the phone rings. And at that moment, she throws Richard on the sofa. <laughs> because someone else, more important, is calling. That's Did fine. you have... I, do, I mean, there's a, there is a minor, and I do mean minor. I'm not trying to be a bitch here. But there is a minor age difference between the two, two of us. Did you grow up with a video camera? I did, yes. Yes. Did you used to make little films? Yes. What sort of films? Because I did too. Miss Marple. You did Miss Marple? Miss Marple, yes. My brother was Miss Marple. I dressed him up. Oh. <laughs> as Miss Marple. And what sort of crimes? Uh, I was murdered in the shed. And Miss Marple had to come and solve the murder. Right. <laughs> the the video evidence does still exist of this murder. This is so interesting because in what my brother and I did is we did Murder Mysteries as well. Oh, really? The Black Pudding trilogy. Right. Yes, I think you've mentioned this yeah. before. Which involved the entire family. Was it just you and your brother? Normally, or me on my own. I also did... I had a an alcoholic great-aunt, Auntie Anne, who had a chauffeur-driven Larder Reva. Yes. And I did a, an episode of Top Gear reviewing her Larder Reva. <laughs> but while I was doing it, I'd popped the bonnet and I didn't know how to shut it properly. And it would appear the thing popped up on the M25 on her way home. <laughs> and that was the end of your great aunt. Those, those Russian cars <laughs> with their dodgy bonnet catch. Was Larder Reva Russian? Oh, yes. Oh. Yes. Gosh. Talking of throwing Richard on the sofa. Oh, there a story? Yeah. When I watched her throwing Richard on the sofa, it instantly reminded me of the fact that, of course, you and your now husband oh. sustained a sofa-related injury. Did you throw Mikey on the sofa? Is that I did not throw it? Mikey on the sofa. Did you, did you throw him... <laughs> When the phone rang. I'd better get that mic here. It's bound to be someone important. Did he go face first into the sofa? No, he sat on the sofa in an ungainly manner. Ah. In a northern manner. Like a brute. Yes, like an Onslow. Right. And the sofa broke. Oh dear. Yeah. So we now have a new sofa, which is velvet. Is it? Yes. It's what very was the tent- other one? Um some sort of slightly more durable fabric. Hmm. Okay. But now it's now it's velvet, which is lovely, but it does gather dust. Oh, d- does it really? My cleaner Italian and I are going through all sorts of different brushes for the... We're testing out different brushes uh, for the velvet sofa. Well, you see, I have... Have you noticed my luxury velvet new. chairs? Um, they might be new. I don't know. I don't know. They're very Fraser, aren't they? In yes. terms of the colour, they're the same colour as Fraser's dining chairs. Yeah, no, they're nice. Different style. Yeah. Oh, yes. So the phone's gone, and it's Sheridan. Sheridan! And there's a very funny pronunciation on what we would say accolade. Yes. But she says accolade. And I did find myself just absolutely checking that we are correct with accolade. <laughs> I thought, is it a, like a really old 1930s pronunciation? Yeah. No, no. It's just, it's just Hyacinth being Hyacinth. Oh, good. She tells Sheridan all about Richard's new hobby. Mm. And gives him permission to tell his friends that his daddy is indeed a filmmaker. He's basically 
Steven Spielberg. Yes. And he's off to make his first film, is old Richard. He's sent off. Hyacinth gives him a beret just to add that artistic bent. And as they celebrate their 40th year in, uh, in, in operation, a shout-out to Channel 4, who Hyacinth tells Richard, don't do anything violent or distasteful because we're not Channel we're 4. Not Channel 4. <laughs> They'll think you're somebody from the BBC. And, of course, this is uh, this is well before Channel 5. Hyacinth would have been on the floor. She would have been horrified. Yes. Onslow Daisy... Although, ironically, I've just said that this documentary I filmed for is on Channel 5, so maybe she wouldn't have minded. Now, I want you to bring me back some little human cameo, something uplifting. Off you go, dear. Onslow Daisy and Rose... Um, we cut to a scene with them. Richard is still on Onslow's mind. Again, there's not much point in the scene other than just reinforcing the fact no. that obviously Onslow at some point is going to come and ruin things for Hyacinth. That's what it's all about. Isn't yeah, it? it's it's very brief. Yeah. Hyacinth is getting ready for the arrival of Mrs. Councillor Nugent when Elizabeth arrives. There's a little moment before then when she's mm. um, looking at her, her little figurine. Or, as I have written... Rearranging her objet d'art. Oh, her objet d'art. Do you have objet d'art? Uh, yes, I kind yes. of a little bit. I mean, my silver, you need to come over more often and I polish do. that. <laughs> yes. Apart from that, I'm not really a huge... There's a couple oh. of little bits in the luxury uh, conservatory. Yes, there are a few things. And do you rearrange them? But Before I arrived with the producer, did you rearrange anything? No. 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 Oh, right. Nor do I own anything that's very expensive. So I wouldn't want you to notice. No. Because it's probably all cheap. So she's very keen for people to know that she owns a very expensive figurine. And mm. this figurine um, becomes quite important in the scene that's about to, to unfold. Yes. And I kind of like the idea. It was slightly, it was an extent, it's an extension of the Royal Dalton in that it's another piece of China that we can have Elizabeth worry yeah, about. Yeah, quite. Uh, Elizabeth's arrived. Um there's this whole moment where she's getting Elizabeth to sit down in the chair mm. and, uh, you know, she doesn't want the uh, she, she doesn't want her to knock over the figurine because it's so expensive. And again, it's just that little bit of physical comedy. Isn't yes. It? Setting it up for Elizabeth to obviously panic more about it. The phone, it's bound to be Sheridan again, wondering how daddy's film's going. We'll be back in a moment. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. 
juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. And we're back, Bucketheads. We're talking about the fifth episode of the third series of Keeping Up Appearances. And Hyacinth's rearranged objet d'art. Elizabeth comes over, almost ready for Councillor Mrs Nugent. Oh, is that you, Elizabeth? It's open, dear. Come in. Elizabeth's now in the kitchen, and the phone rings. It's my sister Violet! My sister Violet! And Hyacinth has to go out to answer the telephone, and Bruce has taken up synchronised swearing. And wants to know if he can borrow Hyacinth's floral bikini. A floral bikini. Now, that said, obviously Hyacinth is, is slightly appalled that she is being asked for such a thing by her sister. If I were Hyacinth's sister, even I would know that Hyacinth would not have a bikini, yet alone a floral one. Well, no, you say that. Hyacinth's swimming costume would be floral. Because most oh, of her true. dresses were floral. I mean, I, True. Don't, I don't think a bikini was ever going to be something that Hyacinth would own. But no. Maybe from her younger days. I don't even think in her younger days, because her younger days would have been a different time. Well, that's true. Where ladies definitely wouldn't have worn a bikini. Hyacinth's horrified that Elizabeth might be able to hear this discussion about the floral bikini. So she decides to go and try and close the kitchen doors. In my favourite ever, I think, piece of Patricia Routledge physical comedy. It's brilliant. She tries to close the door with her leg and her back to Elizabeth. And, of course, Elizabeth's noticed all of this going on. So Hyacinth decides to try and cover up the moment by pretending she's doing some exercises. <laughs> up one, two, down one, two. And then she <laughs> describes it as exercise for the hips. And then she manages to get her leg. I mean, kudos to Patricia Routledge. Yeah. She gets her leg right on top. Top of the kitchen counter. She does. Absolutely. It's she, phenomenal. She then... The, I couldn't do that at my age now. No, you couldn't. No. And the physical... We could try it later. The physical moment, <laughs> not on my luxury worktops, the physical moment continues when she then goes back to the phone and wraps herself up in the cord. It's just lovely. It's, lovely. it's beautiful. And and just before we had that, we had, we had some more passive-aggressive... Um, Hyacinth not really liking Elizabeth's outfit. That's true. Yes. No, it's... Um, Yes. Charming. Are you are you going to wear that? I think she says. Mm. I'm getting used to it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we cut to Richard, who's out on his film shoot, hiding in a phone box. 
looks like a strange old pervert. And a little fact I gleaned from the Harold Snowed book for those that are wondering, it is a prop phone box. Is it? Yes. They popped it there on Benson High Street. Oh. Emmett sees him. And I don't know how, because to be fair, Richard's got a newspaper in front of him wearing a beret and a cap. I don't quite know how Emmett sees that, but well, that's me being literal. I was going to say, don't ruin it sorry, for us. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so Emmett spots him in the phone box and they have a little chat and it's suggested that Richard goes down to the, the lake to film the ducks. Mm. It's perhaps where I would have started, maybe, mm. if you were a bit shy. Not, yes. not making it look even more weird by doing it. Hidden in a phone box. We don't then see any more of Richard until the very end. All we know is he's gone off to film the ducks Hmm. in the park or by the lake or wherever. But obviously something goes wrong because, jumping to the end, we'll come back to to the bit where we are at the moment, but jumping to the end, he's then got arrested. Yes, but... So what happened to the ducks? Did the ducks push in a complaint? No, he's arrested because he was hiding in the bushes to film the ducks. Oh, I see. And somebody saw him with a video camera hiding in the bushes. Yes. Didn't didn't for a minute think he was a genuine duck filmer. No. Thought he was an old pervert. Yeah. And that's why the police got called. It does show this episode's age, because if I went out into the park today with my phone to film things, people just go, oh, it's on Instagram, isn't it? Yeah, but if you were hiding in a bush... To be fair, that's weird. Particularly with that Flashers Mac you've got. <laughs> <laughs> Not to mention it. How is it that Elizabeth are now in the living room? They're but... having a dress rehearsal for where they should sit. And I don't think enough people do that. So there's a little bit more physical comedy with the very expensive ornament. And the doorbell goes and it's Onslow. And obviously Hyacinth is horrified to see that Onslow's at the front door. So she decides, as she would do, that she's got to go and get rid of him. But the trouble is the car won't start. If I had... A relative or a friend, whether I like them or not, turn up at my house when I was about to genuinely entertain. I think I'd just be confident enough to say, oh, it's so lovely to see you. I'm just expecting someone else. Mm. I'll give you a call later. Yeah. But she makes such a meal out of it. But maybe it's nerves, it's panic. She's it's just the whole thought of Onslow in his vest and the Cortina outside the house. She doesn't want any of it, does she? But to be fair... She is actually right in that Councillor Mrs Nugent might have a bit of a judgment about Onslow because actually then Councillor Mrs Nugent shortly does make some quite disparaging remarks about Onslow. Yeah. So at least Hyacinth, actually on that side, you kind of got the measure of Councillor Mrs Nugent. Uh, Absolutely. The car won't start. Hyacinth is very flustered and upset that the car won't start. The scene then cuts back to Elizabeth, who's still in the living room, and she's practising with the Royal Dalton with the hand-painted periwinkles. Mm. She's practising holding it, and without Hyacinth in the room, she's not shaking. The cup is very, very stable. She's confident. All of a sudden, Hyacinth bursts in through the living room door. Uh, Elizabeth throws the cup up in the air. Hyacinth grabs it like a rugby kind of (laughs) ball and then falls flat into the sofa. It's brilliant i've had to i've had to rewind that scene and watch it all over again so many times it's done i wonder whether they did it in one take yes yeah yeah i bet you that took a few times in fact when josephine Houston did very sadly die earlier this year that was the clip that i found and i i put out on social media and although in hindsight actually it's maybe the immediate comedy the obvious comedy comes from Patricia Outridge diving on the sofa where I think Josephine Tewson was so good is that she was the perfect of all of the other characters in 
keeping up appearances, including Richard. She was the perfect straight person to just set up the jokes for for Hyacinth and react to. And actually, that scene would not have been as funny if Josephine Tewson hadn't sort of done the setup that we see before Patricia Routledge dives on the sofa. They go out to the car. As they go out the front door to help push the car, mm. they find Mrs. Councillor Nugent is already there giving it a good old heave-ho, trying to assist. Yes, which is not what Hyacinth thinks Councillor Mrs Nugent should be doing. No, she's horrified, absolutely horrified. So Hyacinth and Elizabeth go and join. Mm. And at this moment, while Hyacinth is so mortified that Mrs Councillor Nugent is there with the rough side of the family, she starts making this story up that, in fact... They're all actors in a film yeah. because, of course, her husband is a filmmaker. Yes, and 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 it's just, she's reacting because Mrs. Nugent has called Onslow in particular a thug. And actually, again, sort of building on that nice moment that we saw in Daisy and Onslow's bedroom, where Daisy defends Hyacinth, we do see a flash across Hyacinth's face when she hears the word thug. Of don't you call my brother an or a thug? Thanks very much. Mm. So, and I think that's very nice. There's a little bit of normality that we see at that point then there's a nice little moment where mrs councillor nugent is very keen to also be in this film mm. and dress up um and hyacinth sees the opportunity to do a bit of a deal well a you quid can, pro quo quite you can be in the film if you let me join the committee even though there is no such film yeah off they go into the house and the next moment and the final scene is just absolutely <laughs> hilarious on so many levels. The police, it would appear, have now arrested Richard. They're bringing him back, having found him hiding in the bushes at the park, looking at the ducks. And he's assuring them, oh, no, 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 we're very respectable. There's no one more respectable than my wife, he says. We, of course, know what's going to happen. As the police come and knock at the front door... Well, and Richard can't, of course, even let himself in his own house. Because he, he doesn't, doesn't have, have a key. A key. <laughs> no. Uh, as the front door opens... Now, this is the moment that really tickles me, because the front door opens, and it is what appears to be a slightly drunk and giggly Mrs. Councillor Nugent and Elizabeth from next door, dressed as a couple of tarts. <laughs> in bin bags. Where did they get these outfits from, including the riding crop? Yeah, well, heaven. Well, the riding crop does, and then Hyacinth does have one in series four, but we're we're a series ahead at this point. So interestingly, in the Harold Snow book, he writes that he changed Harold Snow, who was the producer director, changed the script that Roy Clark had written because they were dressed up as quote unquote tarts, but in outfits that were where the like where have they got those from within Hyacinth's house? So Harold Snow changed it so they were dressed up as tarts, but in household items. <laughs> well, I hadn't clocked that because I thought, where did they get the outfit? Well, because it's bin bags. Mrs. Newton's in a bin bag. In a bin bag that they've cropped and slashed in all the oh, right places. I have places. to go and watch this again. I did not clock. that. I thought it was some Elizabeth's kind of PVC in some sort of, outfit. No, she's in some sort of curtain fabric, but it is a bin bag. Really? Yes. Wow. And that was just added for the, I say realism, but you oh. know, it was just added just to make it slightly more realistic than where's Hyacinth produced sex gear from. Oh. I have to be honest, you've taken a little bit of the comedy away because there Sorry. was a part of me that did find it quite funny that Hyacinth might have had these kinky outfits in her house. Oh, I don't want to think about that, Jonathan. Well, there's always a, it's always the quiet ones. Mm. 
Not that Hyacinth is quiet. She's not but quiet. You wouldn't expect it, would you? No. Um, of course, Hyacinth is horrified when she comes to the door to find this complete nightmare scenario. Mrs. Councillor Nugent and Elizabeth from next door, dressed as tarts. Richard's there with the police, and she kind of bundles them all into the house. Mm. End of episode. End of episode. Love it. Really good episode. It's really funny. Laugh out loud funny. So before we go, we like this episode. When we get to the end of series three, we'll do a whole look back over all all seven episodes in series three. But how much were we watching? Shall we see with another little quiz question? Oh, it's what I live for. Here we go. Hyacinth forces Richard to film people in this episode, to which Richard comments, maybe this is how Hitchcock began. But what Hitchcock film did Clive Swift, who plays Richard, star in? Ooh. Well, I only know one Hitchcock film. Oh, which one do you know? The Birds. Yes, or Bates Motel. What's the Bates, you know? I don't know. I don't like scary films. With the thing in the bath. Psycho. Psycho. Was it Psycho? Was Richard in Psycho? No, because that was really old. Uh, I'll go with Psycho, you can go with the birds. The birds. Frenzy. Frenzy. Oh, I love Frenzy. Never watched it. No. But we'll go and watch it now. Gosh, how interesting. I didn't know Clive Swift was in a Hitchcock film. Well, there you go. We've learned something. We have. If you want to keep up with the bouquets, you can now listen back to William and me chatting through every episode of Series 1 and 2. We'll be back next week with the sixth episode of the third series. What do we have to look forward to? Well, we're getting a little bit even more artistic than filming because we're all off to an art exhibition. Love it. Remember, we're always in need of your help to let other people know about the world of Hyacinth Bouquet and, of course, our luxury podcast, Only Quality People, though. No riffraff. So if you wouldn't mind inviting them over for a cup of aromatic, nut-roasted special, either in a beaker or your best bone, and instructing them to listen, will we be terribly grateful. Goodbye. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.